Welcome to a brand new episode of Deep Thoughts with the Dixons. All right, guys, welcome back to another brand new episode of Deep Thoughts with the Dixons. I believe this is going to be episode number 63, if I got this correct. No, 63. Is that what you said? That's what I just said. Oh, yeah, 63. I thought you said 53. Yeah, 63. That's right. What up, y'all? I'm excited for this episode, to be very honest with you, but I'm going to answer some questions that I got over the week. I'm going to need you to breathe, and we'll get into that shortly. Okay, so you guys have been listening to the podcast for a while. I don't take breaths when I'm talking, and sometimes I get super passionate, and I talk and talk and talk, and I like get very hyper when I talk, and I don't breathe. All this is important in about 30 minutes, but for now. If you guys listened to last week's episode, um, several of you messaged me and were asking what the diagnosis was of like what's going on with my body since it's not like, you know, Lyme or MS or anything like, you know, serious. I don't have one right now. Um, I saw this doctor at Palm Health. I had my first initial visit with her. And then she has drawn some blood work that I will not get any answers for till probably around November or December. It takes like a month or two to get the results back. And in the interim, she has put me on a vitamin B complex, which I'll explain why, and um, a certain diet and no working out, obviously, and uh, a breathing, two breathing exercises, which I'm going to share. So there's no particular diagnosis to say, but what her initial reaction to me after meeting me and talking to me and everything was that there is a little bit of dysfunction going on in my autonomic nervous system and there are some serious nutritional deficiencies. That's all she could tell me at the moment. But she did say she doesn't think that it's anything, you know, astronomically serious. It's just how my body's reacting. It makes it like seem that way, but it, I don't have a like word for you guys of like what it is. But a lot of the bad stuff has been deemed out that with brain scans and all that stuff has just been ruled out. So it's kind of, it's good. And I, I take it as good news. You know, um, after six months, I finally found someone who's just like, he'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. It's going to take time, but you'll be fine. Which trust me is such a relief yeah. after going to all these doctors. They're like, take this pill judging by the symptom or take this. Yeah. And it's just like to find somebody that has a much better understanding of like holistic health and focuses on healing something as opposed to masking something has just been a huge relief. Yeah. And I'm not against, um, last week's episode was, titled the pitfalls of western medicine well the person i'm going to is a rheumatologist which is western medicine sure however i have to say this that along my journey i went to my regular pcp radiologists neurosurgeons a neurologist functional medicine another functional medicine one and i and now a rheumatologist what i like about her is that there was a time where even the functional medicine people were trying to make me go on a pill called Deplin indefinitely because they said that I have a gene mutation, which is the MTHFR mutation. And I've heard about it, but I didn't know anything about it in depth. And I mean, most of us carry it to some form. I, for some reason, have both gene mutations. And so I've tested positive for both. What does this mean in like simple words? It just means that your body doesn't process folic acid 
what can my body process? Folate. And folate is found in spinach. It's like a form of B12, I believe. It's just, it's found in spinach, fruits and vegetables. And I can process those and it benefits my body. Folic acid, unfortunately, is in almost every multivitamin bottle on the shelves that you guys, you guys, I'm, I don't even know how many listeners we have, but I bet all of you take a multivitamin that has folic acid in it. It's really hard to find one that doesn't. And my body does not process that. It doesn't methylate is the scientific word. It doesn't methylate alcohol properly, which totally explains. I have said this so many times on this podcast that I cannot handle alcohol. I know you guys see me partying. I'm there. Like I went through my college days, my high school days, even in law school. I think I was a I was a big drinker in law school. Let's just put it that way. And I mean, nine shots of tequila and I was still fine. Like I'd be up till 6 a.m. So it was wrong. I shouldn't have ever been doing that. I didn't even know, you know, and it's funny because my mom and my dad would be like, Nina, us Indians can't handle alcohol. You shouldn't be drinking like this. Like, um, but it's true. Um, I can't. And now I see why I always got sick as in like sinus infections and like a cold or sore throat. I was always like some sort of sick after not, not a hangover or puking. No, it was like sick, sick. And it all makes sense now as to why. So I will not be drinking for a very, 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 very long time. I don't think ever really after knowing that. Mm-hmm. Why would I do that to myself? Sure. When you can't methylate something properly, whether that's folic acid, which is an additive in almost every packaged, boxed, canned good that you can find in our grocery stores, um, or you can't process alcohol properly or vitamins properly, it means that your body tends to keep the toxins inside. Instead of breaking it down and quote-unquote methylating things and keeping what's good and releasing what's bad, it tends to keep all the bad and good into your body. What do those toxins do? Cause problems, obviously. A bunch of health issues can happen. So I am on different vitamins that your body can easily absorb. There's no folic acid in them. I have been off of alcohol in its entirety and the last time I had a drink was in March when we were out with your family. Um, and it is now October. October. Yeah. Um, I have been eating only home-cooked meals made from scratch. I'll, I'll eat out here and there. doesn't seem to bother me too much. But I have to be careful with that too, at least for the next year or two. Um, cookies in a box or like, you know, like pumpkin cheesecake from Daya or something. All that stuff has folic acid in it. And I shouldn't be indulging in any of that anytime soon so anyway why i was even going down this path i don't remember but oh yeah my functional medicine doctor who i had really really high hopes for this is the first one i went to she's like oh yeah uh you should be taking 15 milligrams of deplin for this and i said for how long and she goes well you know forever if it makes you feel better because it's a gene mutation and it'll never go away i was in the middle of wrapping up my blood work with her and her 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 um, practice and I was about to go meet this new doctor this uh, rheumatologist at Palm Health so I said okay she she sent me the script even like it was like a male medicine uh, like male medicine they mail it to you they even called me and I said you know what um, when I want when I'm ready to take it I'll call you guys and then we can order and get it sent then I went and met this um my current now doctor rheumatologist at Palm Health and 
I told her and she's like, well, instead of taking that, she's like, I would just give you a vitamin B complex that your body can handle. It's like, it's the pure form. It's folate. There's no folic acid in it. And I'm like, okay. I already knew that that was the right approach. I already knew that that's what you're supposed to do because I went down a rabbit hole of research when they told me I had two gene mutations. And it was funny because I don't know if you guys know of a medical medium. So people have mixed feelings about him, but I tend to like read his stuff still and just kind of like take what I like and leave the rest. And he says that gene mutations are not, not fixable. He's like, they are fixable. They get triggered and show up in your blood work when you, when you trigger some sort of autoimmune or some sort of serious health issue that happens to your body's like kind of out of whack. And he actually has patients where he proved, he has people, sorry, clients, not patients, where they've proved that they've tested negative for those gene mutations after healing their bodies. I haven't talked to my rheumatologist about that yet, but um, he says, I'm sure that your doctor will prescribe you a really high dose of Deplin, and I advise against that. You guys should really just eat a lot of spinach, a lot of foods rich in folate straight from the source. And maybe take a much more soluble bioavailable vitamin B complex that doesn't have folic acid in it. And it's just easily because your body sees that this is not fake. It's a real folate. It's a real vitamin B. It takes it. It doesn't fight it, basically. So I'm not mad at my body for fighting something fake, okay? <laughs> like, basically, is what I'm trying to say. So I knew when she gave me that response, I was like, I like her. Like, she obviously knows her stuff. But then I learned, obviously, that even another functional medicine doctor has those Western medicine ways, whereas this rheumatologist who also practices Western medicine, but the difference is, and I read her bio and everything, she incorporates food, uh, vitamins, nutrients, minerals, your lifestyle, exercise, breath work, all these things to bring you back to your normal state. I'm sure it's different for every patient that she sees, but that's her ultimate goal is to heal you at the end with that. She might give you medicine in the beginning depending on what you're dealing with, but she will always end her um, quote-unquote like work with you with food and vitamins and get your body back to like its natural sustaining state. That's what she that's what she like finds passion in doing with people. And <clears throat> that is why I was calling it Western pitfall, the pitfalls of Western medicine, because someone had messaged me and said, isn't your rheumatologist a Western medicine doctor though? Yes and no. So she went to school in India and here at WashU. And then she herself got sick and I'm not going to get into too much detail. I hope she can be on this podcast someday. I'm going to ask her. And she basically from what I heard about her story, is she healed herself with food. Didn't take medicine even one day. It took her two years to reverse her autoimmune issue. And I think now she's incorporating that in her practice and just helps people do that. But if you Google this, um, people treating themselves with food, people treating themselves with vitamins and minerals, when they find out exactly what is wrong with them, it's, it is astronomical how quickly these people heal versus the people who go on medicine. And just stay dependent on medicine. So there was a ton of 
buzzwords in my blood work over the last six months between doctor to doctor. Some doctors are calling it neuropathy. Some doctors are calling it neuralgia that I have. Others are calling it um, fibromyalgia. Some doctors are calling it like a potential autoimmune disorder. Some are calling it MS. I got a bunch of words thrown at me. But I was Googling fibromyalgia a couple days ago. And I saw almost all the articles and blogs that I saw where people took medicine, they literally got worse. If they missed a dose, if they tried to get off their dose or just weren't feeling the effects of the medicine anymore and it was getting worse, they got a higher dose of medicine. Nobody's living a normal life with medicine from what I have gathered so far. And everybody who used a lot of patience, food, a clean diet, has completely managed to reverse their health issues. So that's where I say, when I say pitfalls of Western medicine, uh, medicine, just to clear up last week's episode, I'm saying in the sense that instead of trying to take us back to the basics of food, breath work, yoga, exercise, mind, body, and you know, soul type of stuff, they just want to throw a pill at you. Like constantly just throw a pill at you, throw a pill at you. They don't want to heal you. Because they don't know how to heal you. It's not their fault. And like Brian mentioned in last week's episode, not one doctor said, Nina, what is your diet like? Nina, what is your lifestyle like? Although I thought I was super healthy and fine, I just wasn't eating enough. So when I told them I was vegan and eating fruits and vegetables, they're like, oh, she must be healthy. You know, this is just some random thing. I don't know what's wrong with her. No one wanted to dig or dive deeper than just the normal blood work that doctors do. You know, no one wanted to go past that. And what I'm trying to say is, I think this is where Western medicine fails. It doesn't go past what it knows pharmaceutically. If I go back to April and May, there were doctors trying to give me gabapentin and Lyrica, which are extremely strong pharmaceuticals that I don't, like, no one should be taking that. Like, that's terrible. They're like for seizures and and, um, epileptic and like neuralgia And I read the most horrific things about the side effects of this medicine. And that was all being sent to me to suppress the pain that I was feeling. Not diagnosing what was wrong, not trying to find the root cause of what was wrong with my body. But intuitively, I kept saying no, 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 which is why my last six months have been so miserable because I've been in constant pain. It was constant pain. And that's why I can't go anywhere. I wasn't doing anything. I missed a bunch of family stuff. I stopped work. Like it was just, I couldn't do anything, but I refused to take these medicine. Long story short, that's what I'm trying to prove with Western medicine. I am lucky that I found somebody who's incorporating both. What do I think Western medicine is really good for now on the flip side? I think it's really good at like blood work, right it it western medicine goes in and like has all these like tests that they can do with like your stool sam- sample your urine sample your hair follicles your blood work all this stuff and they can kind of find the little disbalances in your body or the imbalances in your body and then i think it takes someone beyond western medicine to come in and say this is how we can he- naturally fix all these imbalances in your body so the two have to go together in that sense i mean Looking in my brain with a brain scan is not functional medicine. That's not, um, you know, holistic medicine. That is Western medicine. That's Western medicine who created that MRI machine to do all those things and to find if there's anything 
physically wrong with my brain. So I'm not condemning Western medicine. I'm just saying that there's a big gap in there that I think in 99% of the health issues that we face as a country or in the, in the Western world can be healed with your food. Like food be thy, let food be thy medicine is like a very true, true statement. I think that's where Western medicine fails us. And it's incredible if you can find a Western medicine doctor who also incorporates Eastern medicine, diet, minerals, lifestyle, and all of that, and uses the two to help you heal so that you're never dependent on pills for the rest of your life. Enough about last week's episode. So I did share that my doctor currently gave me this protocol to be on called the... Do you want to do the honors? I feel like I've been talking forever. No, you're good. Um, go for it. Wim Hof method. Okay. Um, for those of you that, I, I hope there's people in our audience who have heard of Wim Hof, but I heard of Wim Hof about three years ago from a friend of Brian's. I should have listened. I should have kept on with it. I did it like once or twice and then I quit. But uh, the Wim Hof method, let me go into that. She told me to do this two times a day on an empty stomach, once in the morning when I wake up and once in the evening before I go to bed. Again, empty stomach. And I was already familiar with it. So when she told me, I wasn't very surprised, but I was relieved. Mm-hmm. You know, that she's like, hey, do this and you're, you're going to be on the path. We'll, we'll work on the blood work. We'll wait for your results to come back. This is a big part of your healing process, though. And she says to me, you have to be very patient with it because it'll take about three to six months to completely get rid of all your symptoms. I'm like, okay. I'm like, this is easy enough. Like, I can do this. Well, last two weeks, I have been down the rabbit hole of Wim Hof, who he is, where he came from, his life story, um, all the medical studies to back up what he claims, all the people who have participated in his programs, all the interviews that he's done on Tom Bailu's podcast, Russell Brand's podcast, Joe Rogan's podcast. I mean, the guy's crazy. And the more and more I watch him, I watch at least one video of Wim Hof a day at this point. And the more and more I watch him, the more and more I learn about him. I don't know why. I mean, I just love this dude. Like, love is the word. I love this guy. Like, I, yesterday, Brian and I went to the temple to pray and... I was praying, but for some reason I was thinking about Wim Hof. And I'm like, God, thank you for sending this guy in our life. (laughs) Um, He is awesome. Is he preaching anything new to me or to my family? No, because breath work is a big part of Eastern culture. And I don't know if you guys are familiar with pranayam, but that's also a breath work practice that takes about 45 minutes a day. If done properly and consistently for your whole life, you're never going to get sick. Or you can completely heal and reverse issues in your body. It's been proven. It's a very, very, very ancient practice. Wim Hof kind of somehow fell into his own breath work, which is easier than pranayama in my opinion. And we'll do another episode on pranayama too. Um, But Wim Hof, let me just share his story. He was from the Netherlands. He is from the Netherlands. And at a very young age, at about 11 or 12 years old, the kid is like, um, the guy is like genius. He was not interested in school. He was very interested in esoteric philosophies like Taoism, Buddhism, Sufism. Um, there's all these like philosophies. He like read books on them, like read books about the body and like the human mind and was just kind of 
enraptured in like philosophical stuff, you know, and not normal for a 12 year old. And at the age of 17, I don't know where it was somewhere in Holland. He saw this like cold body of water and he felt like I just got to jump in there. He's like, I don't know. It was like instinctual as a kid. You just do dumb shit. And he's like, I jumped in and I just immediately started to breathe a certain way. And he's like, then the next day I did it again and I did it again. And he goes, I just started to do it, not knowing really what I was doing with my breath. So he didn't know yet. He was too young to connect dots of what was happening. And so as he gets older, he gets married. Uh, I think he drops out of school too, gets married. And in 1995, um, his wife commits suicide, jumps off an eight-story building and he has four kids left to take care of. And he's like, his life is just shattered. And he kind of just went back to the things that he was attracted to when he was younger. Cold water, philosophy. Well, but, but before that, I remember him saying he actually went down a dark road of, wasn't he drinking a lot? Oh, and like, oh he really was. Really severely mm-hmm. depressed and like didn't know what to do. Had these four kids, didn't understand why this happened to him and how he was going to support everybody. Yeah, he... It's funny because in interviews, you'll notice he doesn't bring it up on his own. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually someone has to ask him for him to, to, to open that box. But uh, he does say, he goes, I just, and his wife was like schizophrenic and bipolar and it was taking pills and getting shots and it was like really sad story. And he's just like, why, how? And obviously doctors say, it just happens. You know, it just happens. It's a chemical imbalance. It's, it, they're born with this and, you know, yada, yada, yada. And he refused to accept that as an answer. He said he always felt that he could have done something to stop it. And with four, he, his saying is, these four kids helped me survive. Like he went to survival mode. But then he said it was nature that healed him and healed his heart too. He talks about physical and emotional healing. And long story short, goes back into the path of philosophy and starts going back to the cold water and all the things that he was attracted to as a kid. In doing so, now he's much older, right? He's starting to connect some dots at this point. I don't feel so cold in the cold water and my pain is numb. What he meant by that is the death of his wife, four kids, all these like life stressors that he's got going on all of a sudden disappear when he's in the cold water. Because all he's thinking about is his body. It it brings him to the current moment. Correct. And he starts to breathe a certain way and then starts to, over time, realize that, wow, when I breathe this way, I don't even feel cold. Like, I should be, like, you know, experiencing hypothermia or pneumonia or catching a cold. And he's not. So, and he's been doing it for 28 or 38 years. I forget the number. It's eight something. 28 or 38. And... He starts to really just chase this down. He starts to really chase it down like to the scientific level. Invites scientists, invites doctors, invites um, universities to come do studies on him. But they only take interest in him not too long ago. Which was interesting because something I remember him discussing was that he started learning this about himself and what he was able to accomplish strengthening his immune system and stuff. But he took a very intelligent approach because he thought, he goes, nobody's ever going to believe me if I just start talking about this until I get it backed by science. Agreed. So wh- why he got the attraction of all these doctors in the first place was because he spent almost 10 and 15 years doing stunts 
quote unquote stunts. And you guys will know him now as the Iceman. I'm sure you guys have seen him on TV. That's where he got his name from, the Iceman. He wasn't trying to get to break world world records. He was not trying to gain any kind of fame or attention. He was trying to get people to understand that what I can do, you can do. It just wasn't being relayed properly, you know? And so he's like, I'm out there in an ice box for like, you know, a day and a half and I don't catch hypothermia. He's like, I'm in a lab with scientists on TV. And he's like, I'm regulating my body temperature so well that the ice is melting. And they're like having trouble putting more ice in there because I just keep melting it with my body. And he goes, and oh, he climbed like Mount Everest, Mount Kilimanjaro, like tons of mountains with nothing but shorts on. Shorts and shoes. And still no frostbite. No hypothermia, no pneumonia, not even a cold, not even a sneeze. Like every, he just, it's, it's insane what he can do. And everyone is like calling him the Iceman, calling him a freak of nature, saying that he's just special. His, his genetic makeup is special, all this stuff, right? And took about 10, 15 years to finally get doctors and other people to come do tests on him and work with him as opposed to just calling him a freak of nature. And this is where he starts to make leaps and bounds. And he starts to share what he's doing. And his method is 30 breaths. It's like hyperventilating almost. And it's called hypoxia, I believe, is the scientific word. And you take like deep breaths in. Like, I mean, you fill your stomach and your chest and your brain with all the air you can. Is it through the nose first or through the mouth first? So he says any hole (laughs) will do. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But he says mouth or nose. Gotcha. I do mouth, um, but... So he's like, you do 30 cycles of that in, out, in, out, in, out. And you got to watch a video on this on how he um, instructs you to breathe. I think that's very, very important. I'm not going to go into it on here. You should drop a link in the show notes. I will. And uh, you go all the way in, let out, all the way in and let out. But when you let out, don't like try to suck all the air out of you. You just let out whatever naturally comes out. You do this 30 breaths. Then on your 30th breath, once you let in, you let out. And you hold your breath for like a minute. And you'll notice that you can with complete ease. And then after a minute, you inhale one big breath and hold for 15 seconds. That 15 seconds is pure euphoria. Okay. I've been doing this for two weeks, two times a day. And then you let go and you repeat the same cycle, 30 breaths in and out, hold for one minute, take one in for 15 seconds, hold it in, let go. Repeat this cycle for three, three, or three to four times every single day on an empty stomach. It takes about 10 to 11 minutes in total. About 11 minutes. And why does this make me feel so good? Meditation didn't work. Positive thinking hasn't worked for me. Two things have worked but for me. I want to clarify. You're referring to making you feel better from being sick, right? Those other things work for you. Correct. Leading up into it, and I'm sure you'll continue to do them after. Yeah. Here's I'm going to get there. So two things have helped me in the last six months. And in the past month, this is it only happened in the past month, is this breathing exercise and my, mom's, my mom being here and her cooking for me. So scientifically he has proven through brain scans through blood work through all sorts of testing which he continues to do that when you do this breathing exercise you tend to change the physiology of your body you change the chemistry of your body by doing this through breath work in india or in eastern 
medicine and Eastern philosophy, they call breathwork prana, pranayam. And that means life force, okay? That if you have breath and you have water, you can survive and be, live a very long and healthy life. Excuse me. And there are people in India who do breath work called pranayam and drink water and nothing else. And they, they live a very long, healthy life. Because, and he shows this, even with his method, um, is that when you do this breath work consistently, six months, one year, five years, 10 years, forever, he says to do it forever, you are training your body to go into like stress mode, but because your mind, you're controlling it, it's almost as if the pineal gland, which has been deactivated, um, your fight or flight mode, which doesn't have enough uh, practice, he basically says that we have dumbed ourselves down so our body has adapted. We live in the summertime, we have air conditioning on. Wintertime, we have the heat on. We wear clothes when we go outside. We don't have to find our food. We just go to the grocery store to find our food. So all of our natural capabilities that our body has the power to do which includes fending off viruses and bacteria, which includes keeping inflammation down in your body, which is the root of all diseases, Um, keeping your eyesight well, keeping your hands and feet working well, giving you strength and power to the point where you can just hold yourself up with a finger, okay? Getting rid of pain in your body. We have natural painkillers in our body that have been dormant because as a kid, we rely on Tylenol, ibuprofen, Z-Pak, allergy medicine, You know, he's like, we lost our way to adapt to all these things that come at our body, but we're way more powerful than we're led to believe. And he goes, this is not some woo-hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo stuff. He's so funny. You guys had to listen to him. He's so cute. Um, He goes, this is science. This is chemistry. And he goes, chemistry and science and spirituality, they're the same thing. And he goes, he considers himself to be very spiritual. And he goes, but I'm here to prove to the world that this is physical, real, tangible chemistry. I am changing. You are changing your body when you breathe this way once a day um, continuously. And so he start, I'll, I'll try to remember and start from like how he explains it. He goes, when you breathe this way, you, you start to oxygenate your, bo- oxy- oxygenate your body more. Count it. I can't say that. <laughs> and you're letting out the CO2. We tend to, throughout the day in our lives, I didn't believe this when my doctor told me this to my face two weeks ago. She goes, you're not breathing properly. She points to me and goes, you are not breathing properly. And that's when she talked to me about this. And she goes, I didn't believe it either when they told me that I wasn't breathing properly. She goes, you have very shallow breathing. And now I know what she meant because Wim Hof says, if you notice, once you do this practice, you automatically naturally start to realize throughout the day, I'm not breathing I'm not breathing properly. You just, it was instinct. It was instinctual for me. After day three, I went to my mom. I was like, mom, I don't think I ever breathed properly when I was going for six mile runs. I have a very shallow breath naturally. And then she laughed and she goes, you know, when you sleep, she goes, Nina, you have like very tiny, short breaths. And that's actually very dangerous for us because not much oxygen is going in. And we have very little carbon dioxide going out. Carbon dioxide in your body plummets your pH level, acidifies your blood, and that's where all the diseases and inflammation start to happen. What you want is more oxygen in, carbon dioxide out, okay? 
what happens? Your pH level becomes alkaline. The CO2 goes down, oxygen goes up, inflammation goes down. This breath work has the power to go into your cells and into your bone marrow and release those white blood cells and make more of them, aka fighting off anything that's in your body or boosting your immune system and always able to fight anything off that happens to you. It, it actually regulates and calms down your autonomic nervous system. Why is that such a big deal? It's called autonomic nervous system for a reason. Doctors in Western medicine have always stated that we cannot control our autonomic nervous system. Pumping the blood, pumping the heart, breathing, our organs, our vagus nerve, which is one of the biggest nerves in your body, your parasympathetic, your sympathetic nervous system. Um, They said tools like meditation, anti-anxiety medicines, all these kind of like calm you down. His stuff goes deeper. And he says, you can go into the autonomic nervous system with this breath work and literally charge it to get so much oxygen in it, so much blood flow in it through this breath work that everything just starts to regulate itself and heal, basically. He's like, all the endocannabinoids in your endocrine system, I believe it is, um, a lot of people that are... that experience like MS and all these things like I'm experiencing right now, the pain, numbness and tingling and all that. We have a deficiency of endocannabinoids and I might be butchering that word, (laughs) but it is a, uh, it's like a natural painkiller. It can naturally heal you and prevent you from feeling all these feelings. How do you deplete in this? I'm not really sure, but he said that we have the power to tap into our autonomic nervous system and release all these like, Basically, our neuropharmological stuff that are in our brain naturally. They take away pain. They give you strength. They give you power. There's a bunch of scientific words he uses. And you release them naturally through your brainstem when your body is operating normal. And he's trying to say you are not operating normal. When you're breathing all day, it's not proper breathing. He's not saying to... Breathe like, you know, do the 30 breaths in and out all day. No, he's not saying that. He's just saying that doing this heals you, goes into your body, goes into the mitochondria of your cell and oxygenates inside your cell, which literally is like unheard of in Western medicine. He goes, it goes in and regulates all of your organs. There's a a couple of things that are pretty well known to allow that to happen where you go down and start cleansing your at the cellular level. Yeah. This is one, usually when you fast and you get over 16 hours of not eating, at about the 16-hour mark for most people, a, a process kicks in called autophagy, which starts cellular repair um, because you're, you've cleansed through your digestion and your energy starts going into being cleaning of the cells. Yeah. Um, that's another thing you can do. So... What he's trying to say is that any disease, any imbalance in your body, the root of, it causes inflammation. And he said this takes the inflammation away over time. This completely improves the blood circulation, the blood flow in your brain. This completely lets your cells, the good cells, replicate more. This takes this makes your pH level normal. It alkalines your blood. All this like scientific stuff it does. And he goes on to prove that breath work can and does get rid of depression. It has completely changed people who are suicidal. Um, It has cured autoimmune diseases in people. There was a story of a guy who was um, 
diagnosed with gyar gyar oh my god i'm gonna butcher <laughs> you're butchering so many words yeah. today it's hilarious it's like your barn syndrome or something it's like g and a b okay long story short it's a horrible autoimmune disease that attacks your um myelin sheath and you basically get paralyzed okay. and there's there's no cure for it you can't do anything and this guy his wife was battling cancer um while he got diagnosed with that and he had like an 11 year old and an eight year old and he's like i went home from the hospital in a wheelchair and I was just like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And one of his kids came running in and saw the Iceman on TV. And he's like, dad, 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 like, will you try this? Will you do this? Like, you can get better. You can get better. And then his daughter, 11 year old daughter came running in and she's like, you got to do this uh, breathing. You got to do what Iceman says to do. Like you can get better. And the dad was like crying on TV and he's like, I, it's on YouTube, this whole interview. And he's like, I didn't have a choice but to give it a try. And he said that he did the 10 week workshop and it's not expensive guys. It's like 200 bucks, 10 week workshop. And then he practiced the Wim Hof method for eight months, never missed a day. And he has reversed that he is not paralyzed anymore. You see him working out, you see him running around jumping. He's super flexible and he's like 65 years old. Okay. Um, he's completely fine. And uh, he says that once I went to the workshop and I saw all the scientific evidence and I saw all the other people he's healed, no matter what you have, it's just going to help you. Um, or if you're healthy, this will keep you healthy forever. And uh, I saw a lady who healed fibromyalgia with him. Uh, there was somebody who was had severe PTSD who is now living a normal life. But he, you could tell he's big on... Um, people who are like suicidal and like have like mental issues because doctors to this day think that there's a chemical imbalance that they can't fix. Only pills can do, which suppress something or release something higher. And you're forever dependent on those and they have terrible side effects. So he has literally done camps and workshops of people who are suicidal and on meds and they live a completely happy, healthy, normal life now. And he, he, he says, he goes, you know what? It's not that these people don't want to live. He's like, it's that they don't know how to live. And that's all I show them. He's like, through this breath work, that's all I show them. And so that's what I'm on. I would encourage everybody to Google this guy and watch videos and documentaries on him. He is onto something for sure. Although it's not, it's not the, it's not, he's not the first person to preach breath work to people to heal yourself. I think the way that he's going about it is phenomenal like proving it with research and, you know, stopping the critics in their tracks and saying, well, here's a brain scan to prove it. Sure. Here's my blood work to prove it. He purposefully had himself injected with an endotoxin in 2014, I think. Yeah. Strictly to prove that he could leverage this process. Yeah. To, that he said, my blood is too hot. To my, combat yeah. the endotoxin and heal himself I'm, on the spot. Yep. I'm alkaline. I'm this. And so then they go, well, you're just, it's, it's your genetic makeup. And he goes, oh, really? How about I bring in 12 people that I have trained in this breath work? And he did. They all, they all fought the thing. They had no headaches. They had no uh, fever. They had nothing that an immune system response would give to that endotoxin. What's even more amazing now is that you find out that this guy has a twin brother. And this twin brother cannot do even half the things that Wim Hof can do, which proves that it's not in his genes. It's not a genetic makeup. He recently started teaching his brother 
breath work and all that and had his brother tested. Now his brother can do and battle the same things that Wim Hof can do. And we all can do if we practice it. So long story short, I hope someone picks this up and starts to do this practice. There are plenty of breathwork practices out there that can give you the same results. I found personally Wim Hof is easy. It's not that long to do. And in two weeks alone, I my pain went from like 80% to like 10%. Okay. The numbness that I used to experience, non-existent. I was just telling my mom this morning, I was like, I haven't felt any numbness in my extremities in two weeks. Okay. What else it's done for me is that it taught me throughout the day to not have shallow breaths. When I'm walking, if I'm at the mall, if I'm out to lunch. When I'm talking, I realize that I still have a lot of work to do with that. Like while I'm podcasting, I'm trying to be very cognizant. But it's it just instinctually ta- inst- instinctively taught me, like if I'm emptying the dishwasher, to just slow, long, deep breaths. Slow, long, deep breaths. Not heavy, not hard, no pressure on your body. Just long, slow, deep breaths. 24-7. And that kind of put me in naturally in the present moment and just help me flow. I have a very large fear of doctors. Like my body shakes usually when I see a doctor. Every time, been that way since I was a kid. Two days ago, I had an eye doctor appointment because the shingles flare up or attack that I had in May is flaring up in and around and near my eye, which is really scary and I'm not going to talk about it. But we're getting there. It was cleared on Friday. When I walked in that office, I told my mom, I was like, mom, my body's not shaking because usually my insides shake. And she goes, that's a good thing. And I'm like, my heart is pounding, though, like really pounding as I was waiting for the eye doctor to come in. This is on Friday and today's Sunday. And I'm sitting there and I closed my eyes and I started to just slowly half-ass his breath work. And I went into like my, he said, you can go into your brainstem. And he's like, willpower is not out there somewhere. Willpower is physically in your brain. He goes, he's like, I don't like when people say willpower is something that's out there. He goes, it's in your brain. Intention in your brain. Command your brain to control your body or to fix whatever it is. So I'm sitting in there and I'm like closing my eyes, just like thinking about my brain, thinking about like all the oxygen going in and the carbon dioxide coming out, thinking about all the benefits to this breath work basically. And I'm physically envisioning it in my body. And then I just go like into my brain stem and I say, relax the heartbeat, just slow. Kid you not, it like slows down. I don't know if that's a placebo effect. <laughs> I have no idea. It's just conscious intention. Okay. And I've been practicing this since Friday now. And so um, a part of all the numbness, pain, and tingling in my extremities, I also have um, like nerve pain and like weird nerve muscle spasms randomly throughout my body, which have been significantly lower. But yesterday, I felt like one pop up near my leg. And I'm still at that stage in life with all that's happened in six months that anything I feel in my body, I freak out. Okay. I acknowledged it and I literally close my eyes, think of my brain and I just go, stop the ticking, stop the spasm. It stops. Usually these spasms go on for like hours. It stops. I woke up this morning, felt a spasm again in my arm and I closed my eyes, literally went into my brain and I said, stop the spasm. It stops. 
went into the bathroom and around my eye area and my head, um, which is why I can't really make plans right now because I get like these like weird nerve pains where the shingles had happened. And it's like, I just can do, do nothing but lay down. I start to feel a little bit of sensations there. And I close my eyes and I'm like, heal, stop. Nothing happens. And I go, just release my body's natural painkillers and take the pain away. And within like a couple minutes, didn't happen immediately. It disappears completely. And I'm downstairs eating a banana. And I like recognize that the pain is not there anymore. So I do believe in this stuff. And I do, and I am going to stick to this probably for the next year or two. I'm going to do it till I'm completely cured and then probably forever. But how it makes me feel when I'm done, it slips me into a meditative state. And this is where I say this breath work has 100% changed what my meditation feels like now. Hands down. And when I told my mom, she said, in India, you practice breath work first, then you meditate because it's like a, it's like a just like soothes you into you you effortlessly go into a meditative state sure and i've been easily meditating for 44 to 45 minutes without knowing feeling without running thoughts no thoughts i have no thoughts when i do wim hof and i meditate after zero thoughts my mind and body are on some other planet with zero stress I don't know how else to explain it to anybody. It's euphoric. It, it's actually euphoria is the best word. Bliss is another word I can think of. Aside from all the breath work, this is the part that I have also been practicing. He says to take cold showers every day after your breath work practice. Again, there are physical, tangible, um, scientific proofs that show what this does to your body. It like re constricts and then like flows your like vagus nervous system your blood vessels your organs your heart your skin your body your brain reduces inflammation does a ton of stuff for your um body a cold shower does and i was kind of scared to do it the first week because i just feel as though i'm i I, my body is just sensitive right now to everything and so i didn't do it the first week i just did the breath work and it was going great the second week, which was this week, oh my God, I'm going to start now. I'm going to start with 15 seconds. No pain. Pretty much no pain. I think I had pain one day this week. Um, you are more alert, more awake. I feel like I'm spending less and less time in my head thinking about what's happening with me with the breath work and the cold shower. I feel more hours of the day as like my old self, like the strong, happy, healthy, running Nina, as opposed to the one who's like kind of careful, like can't walk too much, can't do this, can't bend down, can't go here, can't eat that. It's like completely changed mentally and physically how I'm viewing and working myself and I'm pushing myself. And I think that's the whole point is that it's reducing the inflammation. It's healing whatever's off. It's rewiring the things that are kind of dormant in my body and kind of like, you know, recalibrating the nervous system and the parasympathetic and the sympathetic, which by the way is a, is a big correlation to the shingles virus too. So it makes sense. And it's kind of like calming things down and making them work again and boosting my immune system. And in doing this, I'm on today's Sunday. It's seven days of doing it. I did it today. I don't feel cold. 
when the cold shower hits now. Uh, today, I didn't feel cold. Yeah. I, I did it for 30 seconds. I can't remember when I first started doing the cold showers, but I do it every day, every morning. Like after I'm done with my shower, I turn the cold on and sit there for 30 to 60 seconds every single day. And I've been doing it for a while now. I don't remember when I exactly started, but everything you're laying out is, I agree with And 100%. you never get sick. Never. Yeah. Like it is so rare mm-hmm. for me to get sick. Like even in the times of the seasons where, um, you know, everyone's getting the flu or this and that, like... I think I can count how many times I've gotten actually sick in the last 10 years on like maybe two times. Maybe the last time times. I remember you got sick was the flu in 2018. Yeah, that's one of the ones I'm thinking yeah. of. Yeah. And that was, uh, I, I think I picked that up through, through an airport we were in Yeah, and just got compromised there. But besides that, I mean, pff, on one hand, like probably just two or three times if I can really think of it over the last 10 full years that I've actually got like caught something that I think that put me under for a week or two yeah. and I felt really bad. But besides that, like cold, no, you know, I've rarely like a headache. That's incredibly rare for me to get a headache or something like that. And yeah. usually it's like a changing of the seasons and it could be like a sinus ex- sinus, something from the seasons changing. So it's like a very temporary thing, but like, yeah, and I've, and I've been doing it for a really, really long time. So that's probably something to do with it. But like you mentioned before, also, for a long time, I've been uh, meditating. Like, when, And I do, probably in the last six months since I learned it from your mom, I'll do three to four minutes of pranayama, breathing in and out of each nostril before I start my yoga and meditation. So I start the day, and the first thing I do is breath work. Yeah. Then I go into very calm, yin-style stretching for yoga for about 15 minutes, and then I meditate. And so my whole routine takes about 40, 45 minutes. But when I'm done, it's like doing that repetitively day after day after day. Of course, your immune system and your body is going to feel calm. It's going to increase and enhance itself. And then when you layer in the cold showers and what you're eating, I mean, these are the things in the lifestyle habits. If you want to live a long, healthy life and feel aware and present and feel vitality, like these, it's very simple things. It doesn't cost anything at all. And you can do them every day. Yeah. So breath work and cold showers every single day and you don't have to do the cold shower the whole time do your warm shower and then switch it to the cold shower for, th- for the last 30 seconds that you're um taking your shower and it works wonders i also sleep much better um like really really deep sleeps my anxiety has calmed down and mind you dude i'm not on any any pills like i'm not on any i don't take pain meds i'm on um valcyclovir once a day to keep the shingles down right now and my goal is to get off of it completely because he, the eye doctor was like, oh, he's like, you'll always have a flare up. He's like, every time you get stressed in life or something, this thing's going to flare up in your eye and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, like, I don't my, agree with that at all. My goal is to, and I understand that the, the issue is, is that you don't want to mess with that because you could lose your eyesight mm-hmm. with shingles. Um, but my goal is through food, through diet over the next year. And through this breath work, and probably I'm going to learn pranayama too, which I'll do in another episode when I learn it and know how to do it and all that. But it's to just keep on this lifestyle forever and be in control of my body and not be dependent on a pill or be dependent on someone else's diagnosis of my body, you know, like someone telling me that. Of course, nobody wants to hear that. Do you think I liked hearing that on Friday? No, I didn't. But everything cleared. He said it looks really, really good. Your eye looks fine. My eyesight's 2015. Like I'm, I'm good. I'm great. 
but now I'm going to be on it once a day instead of three times a day. And in five weeks, I go back to see him. And my absolute intention, like to the core of my being, is that he looks at my eye in five weeks and says, it's co- it never came back. Like, you're fine. Mm-hmm. And to just keep getting better and better and better. And by then, hopefully, I'll have more information from my rheumatologist on my blood work and all of that stuff, which will show... I do expect to see deficiencies nutritionally. I do. Um, and my guess is somewhere in the amino acid area because I've been drinking this protein shake that Brian takes that has just protein and amino acids in it. And I, excuse me, and I feel really good. It reminds me I didn't take it today, but it makes me feel really, really good. And being on a raw vegan diet for so long, where was I getting my amino acids from? That's from like your grains and like your legumes and meat and fish and poultry, which I still don't eat and I never will because there's other sources of amino acids. But raw vegan diet just wasn't conducive for me. And like my mom said and like the doctor said, if you weren't working out the way with such an active lifestyle, you never would have noticed it. Mm-hmm. It's just because I was depleting so much and then wasn't putting enough back in that my body kind of went out of whack. Sure. But uh, if there's one thing I could ask you guys, if you're dealing with any sort of autoimmune issue, a cold, a flu, or like hypothyroidism, or Hashimoto's, or MS, whatever it is, whatever health issue you have or a loved one has, I, even if you have anxiety and depression, or PTSD, or suicidal thoughts, I would strongly consider looking into Wim Hof. Um, this guy has done magic. I'm not a doctor, so this is not medical advice. Um, but he has changed people's lives for the better and he's backed it up with science he's not some random dude running around and when you learn about him and you see him very humble guy uh t-shirt shoes with socks and like shorts like Mm -hmm. he's not a you could tell he doesn't take the money and spend it on himself you could tell that he's not he's not trying to do anything but help people sure is he's a very genuine soul that's just what i get from him yeah and very passionate when he speaks too but um, I would strongly suggest you guys make breath work a part of your daily life. And if you're a completely healthy person, um, one, you're very lucky. That's a very, it's a beautiful thing. But to keep your health. And he even says that the breath work, everybody that he's taught um, Wim Hof to, and he had people in his camp at the time, no one caught COVID. So what is that to say? The Isha Institute in India teaches pranayam and has over 60,000 people there. No one had COVID. Okay, like there's something to be said about this and our society here um, in the Western world, our media tells you mask, wash your hands and antibacterial soap. It does nothing to tell you eat this, eat that, don't eat that, think like this, be like this, boost your immune system and you're fine. Um, Wim Hof's whole theory, his whole like precipice on this is that our bodies are more powerful than anything in our environment we're built to adapt He goes, look at our past um genealogy our physiology we can adapt we were apes you know we were in the mountains we were in the cold we were we had to go fend and find our own food we can adapt to things we've made this uh our this little bubble up for ourselves where everything is basically done for us or we manipulate the outer environment to our liking Thus, our body became kind of dormant and doesn't know how to do certain things or, or fight certain things. And he goes, but doing this breath work and doing cold showers activates 
all these quiet sleeping tigers to say in your body that it can tackle anything. You can catch COVID and not feel anything, you know, and be completely healthy. You can catch a cold and not have any of the symptoms. You can get the flu in in your blood work and doctor will say you have the flu. You're going to feel like a billion bucks though. You'll be able to run more. You'll be able to work out more. You'll have more strength and power. All your pain from your body will be gone. You don't have migraines if you do Wim Hof. You know, there's, there's a reason you get migraines and he proves it through science because that doesn't happen to you anymore. So I strongly suggest you guys, at least one, even if one person takes Wim Hof out of this podcast and I've done my job, but um, it works, I'm telling you. And I hope that in six months I do another episode of like, hey guys, I've been doing Wim Hof for six months and I'm completely cured. <laughs> you uh-huh. know, like whatever the heck happened to me six months ago is completely gone. So that's the goal. And he, he does state three pillars of being successful in his method. And it's breath work, cold showers, and the third you can't do it without is commitment. He goes, people stop. They give up too soon because they still feel their symptoms or one day they have a bad day. And so they give up on the breath work and the cold showers. And he goes, it takes different timelines for everybody. Mm -hmm. And he goes, I look at it as forever. He's like, I will do this forever. And I know a lot of people who do it forever and have been cured, healed, and still do it forever just to feel that good every single day. And so if you're somebody with something seriously going on, I'd give give you a year. Do Mm -hmm. it for a year. If you don't want to do it for a year and don't think you can commit, do it for six months, okay? But do it for some amount of time and commit to it and then see how it feels. Like Mm -hmm. I saw a bunch of people on YouTube, I did Wim Hof for a month and nothing happened. Mm -hmm. Well, douche canoe. (laughs) Give your body some time. You know, like you're healthy and all, but maybe there's something in your body like that needs a little bit of time. This isn't a pill, Mm -hmm. okay? This isn't take Tylenol and the symptoms are going to go away. Commit to it. But you don't need more than a year. Everything that I have read and seen about him, one year and Wim Hof cures you, whatever it is wrong with your body. Mm-hmm. So get to breathing. Or as, <laughs> as he says. Are we signing off? No. Well, you have more to say? Well, the last thing, I was going to end everything that we said. So we hope everybody yeah, found that valuable. But I'll sign off with the funny thing that he said at the end of these breathing exercises. <laughs> if you do it, we'll drop this link in the show. Oh, wait, don't, so don't say yeah, hold on. it. Hold on. I also have to say there's a couple interviews that you'll watch of his, and he says how we don't use, we only use 20% of our brains. Uh-huh. So the other day, I had an uh, episode of Wim Hof's streaming on the TV, and Brian was actually doing some work for Capital Innovators. <laughs> and Wim Hof on there goes, he's like, they tell you that. You, we only use 20% of my, our brains and we can't even tap into the 100%. And he goes, I say, fuck you to that. And he's like, fuck that. And he's like, you can and you will use 100% of your brain. You are in control of your body. He's like, breathe. Yeah. And at the end of his, these things that we'll drop on the show notes for you, he signs off everyone and he goes, I hope that worked out well for you. He, he's from Norway, right? So Netherlands. Netherlands. So he's got, this, he's got this accent. And he's like, I hope you enjoyed that. And it worked out well. Have a good night or have a good day. All the love, all the power. I thought you were going to say when he says, breathe, motherfucker. Oh, no, no. He says that too, yeah. I think at the end, he's like such, so motivational at the end of everything. It just cracks me up. And he's like, I hope you enjoyed it. We got an app in the app store. Download it. It's good it's stuff. It's good stuff. All the love, all, all the, the power. power. Goodbye. <laughs> he's an awesome dude. I don't know. Check him out. I'm like obsessed with him. I don't know why. I want to meet him someday. He's so sweet. Yeah. Um. One girl even on YouTube, I, I like obviously went down a rabbit hole, but she's like, 
Wim, what do you have to say for people who have like persistent viruses in their body, like herpes or this or that? And he goes, well, that's just an overactive parasympathetic or sympathetic nervous system. Parasympathetic. Yeah. And sympathetic nervous system. And he's like, this whole thing controls your autonomic nervous system. And then it calms it down. And over time, the virus is gone. He goes, as simple as that. He's like, and a cold shower a day keeps the doctor away. (laughs) (laughs) Like, he's so cute. So I hope someone out there who has like a health issue takes... um, this podcast to heart and gives this a try for six months to a year. Um, and then reach back out to us, dude, because I'm on this journey too. So maybe someone will do this for the next six to eight months with me. I don't know. Um, but I have a lot of faith in this because I can feel it already yeah. um, big time. But I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. And we'll keep you posted. All the love, all the power. Goodbye. Breathe. <laughs> <laughs>